Well, good morning and welcome again to the time that we uh, have of conversation with Steve and Sean. Yay! <laughs> Yay! So this is our Friday uh, conversation deep dive where Steve and I deep dive into all sorts of random things that we we think about all week on in our old people's mindsets. <laughs> And we've already been swimming this morning. <laughs> and yeah, so this morning we out there wading into our, our, our perspectives on things. So we started talking about, um, what are we talking about, Steve? Politburo. Oh, yes. So um, just in the light of everything going on and how disinformation is spread against uh, sitting presidents, for instance, and, um, and various other... Uh, values considering Steve the thing about that we 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 often forget is that our our nation and most of the Western nations have been built on Judeo-Christian value systems right with so which which affects the laws which affects the uh, the moral code the ethical codes um, how things are done how democracy works etc it's all based upon Judeo-Christian values ancient um, value system going right back to the Ten Commandments kind of thing, and uh, and that is under threat. That is under attack. It has right. been for for many years, and and they have got time. They you know, and people often ask me, "Who's they?" <laughs> yeah, so, good question. Who's they? Um, but there are forces um, working against democracy. They don't want a republic. They don't want it to. By the people for the people, um, you know they don't want that kind of thing. They want to control everything. So, <clears throat> so what I was saying to you earlier is that I listened to um, a a guy called, and I can't remember his name, but he's not. He was on YouTube, and I found this one day when I was doing a search on subversion. The word subversion, the methods of subversion. And this guy came on, he used to work, he worked for the Politburo, KGB Politburo as a propaganda um, officer in the old um, USSR Soviet Union. And what he was saying, <clears throat> he was giving a talk here in America to um, various groups that, uh, well, actually it was a quite a big group. He did an interview and he did a big, talk to them explaining how communism or Marxism works to subvert society within a country. And so, and he, what he said was <clears throat> that they used to have, they used to fly academics and journalists to the USSR, to Moscow, put them up in a hotel, give them all the food, wine, drink, women they wanted, and really ply them. And, but they had an agenda all the time. So they would start feeding them this wonderful narrative on how great communism is without saying that, but they would feed that. They even took them to model gulags, which are re-education camps, communist re-education camps, indoctrination camps. And they would take them to gulags and show them that this is actually good for people because it really helps them where they can care for them when they're having a problem. And, and these guys loved it. They just loved it. And they called these academics and journalists useful idiots because they, they knew they could feed them 
the the propaganda message and they would replenish it they would uh, carry it out he said what they didn't know is that when they would go into a country um to overthrow the country so they did this not just for the united states and, and they did it for a number of countries and right. that's one of the reasons he got out because he was actually sent to a certain nation in the world and he had to he was like working it there he was the propaganda officer in that nation and he had made friends with a lot of um, high-ranking people that were now for him that were pushing the the, the ussr uh, narrative and message at that point in time and um basically when they issued the last kind of overthrow message these guys were first on the list to be assassinated or oh to way. be gulagged. So the, the, he says they know that dissenters, um, dissenters are the first ones that they, because if they dissent against their country, they right. will turn against the new, the new regime. Right. So they the first ones. So he got this assassination list and it was all his friends on the top list on top of the list. So, so he said, wait a minute. And he began to question then the whole thing. And he had to leave his wife and baby and everything in the USSR and, and defected. Um, he defected as a hippie. Anyway, that's the story. But the thing about it was, was that uh, it was very interesting because he lays out exactly how they, they go for churches, they go for media, they go for education, they go for um, the military. So they begin to infiltrate into all those areas so they can, and then of course into politics as well, so they can begin to shift people's perceptions and, uh, and break down the, the values of, of a nation. And so they can subvert it, you know, so they start introducing right. Right. new stuff. But the thing about it that we see now, so, you know, I come in again, I come in from the outside uh, into right. America and I'm listening to the media here and I'm going, these guys are useful idiots, you know, yeah. they're just repeating something against a sitting president. That is just ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And, and the problem is, is the, the, um, the actual intent is a perspective change. Yeah. Cause they want you to see it from a different position or a different right. place. Once yeah. you begin to see it from that place, then things are changed. And that's, that's what you and I have been talking about, about seeing things from the perspective of the throne of God, from the kingdom of God, from the right. kingdom of heaven. You know, can we see things from, from the rule, reign, and authority of Christ? Or do we continue to see it from the rule, reign, and authority that is going on in this world? You know, how do we, how do we view things? And that's the subversion that happens in in our own minds. I mean, that's how Satan works. He comes in to try to convince us that way. So when you were talking about that, I thought that's exactly the way Satan works with us exactly. on a day-to-day -day basis. And he just, exactly. he just chips away at it little by little, almost like a drip, yeah. you know, and it just finally you begin to realize that the drip is real, you know, yeah. and you go, Oh, well, this is truth. Yeah. No, that's not truth. You know, the, the back pain that comes back and haunts you or whatever, you know, this is the truth of my life. No, that's not the truth. 
exactly. Um, I was talking with a gentleman the other day and he says, well, the truth is, is I can't sign my name even. I can't even write. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I said, who told you that? You know, why do you believe that? Yeah. Because that's what you really believe. You don't believe that. He says, well, yeah, I believe Jesus Christ already healed me and, and I'm made free. And I said, no, really, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no offense, but this is what you believe because this is what you're telling me. Yes, exactly. And it's what you, you know, where you, what you focus on becomes um, your reality. Uh, your reality. That's exactly right. And that's why, that's why, you know, I keep coming back down. I mean, there's a few scriptures that really have revolutionized my perspective on things. And Romans chapter 12 is one of them. Romans 12 verse 2, which says, do not be conformed to the fashion or to the culture of this age. Right. And that's the thing is, but, and the change is, but be transformed by the renewing right. of your nuance, of your mindset. Yeah. And, and, uh, and that takes focus that takes a com continual process of, of the renewing to be, have transformation so there's no conformance. Because right. he says, because when you do that, that's when you prove, or you can, uh, uh, another translation says, you habitually live out the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. You know, people go, I don't know what the will of God is. Or I say, well, it's easy. It's easy. If you don't know the will of God is because what you're doing is you're in, in a struggle mindset. You're being conformed on one side and you're being transformed on the other side. But you've, where your focus is, if your focus is on conformance, you've been subverted to the prince of the power of the air, which is what you right. quoted earlier. You know, so who works in the sons of disobedience, it doesn't mean that he only works in the sons of disobedience. If you prepared to focus on what his, his narrative is, you're being subverted in your thinking right. so that you, that you comply to his will. It's the right. same thing. It's, you, you can, you'll prove habitually live and prove what is the bad, non-acceptable, and, and absolutely diabolical will of Lucifer. I mean, you right. know, that's, right. that's how it works. That's why pain is such, a, such an evil work like that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's my that's my ringtone. Sorry about that. That's my son calling. I should, probably should have answered that. But um, anyway, um, what was I started to say? I started to say something. It was really important too. It was, you were getting there with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Doggone it. Um, well, go ahead. Talk. I'll get it back. Now, we were talking about the diabolical uh, uh, oh, yeah, pain is pain. one of those things that that because it's so it's so constant because it comes back because it continues in that same vein all the time, it, it becomes a driving force in your body and in your mind then, yeah, because now I begin to believe that or the the um whatever's going on in my body more than I believe that Jesus Christ already bore my pain, as it says in Isaiah. Yeah. I believe that now I have to bear it. I believe that I have to do because I've borne it for so long, hmm. but now I begin to think, Oh, this is mine, or this is something I have to just kind of live up under until I see the manifestation 
of it. Yes. Well, faith is the substance. It is the evidence. I don't need any other manifestation or any other evidence. I mean, I, if I truly see it from the perspective of the throne of God, if I yeah. truly see it from his perspective, I don't need any other evidence. Yeah. So that's why pain, I've seen pain do that to a lot of people. It begins, or anything, it doesn't matter what it is. I mean, diabetes, um, um, you name any sort of sickness, a virus, any sort of thing. All of a sudden, that narrative, like you said, um, it begins to wash our minds and renew our minds to that. Yeah. And we begin to be transformed into its likeness and image. I mean, right. Satan didn't say, I'm going to do it differently. He said, I'm going to be just like the Most High. It's a, right. So I'm going to come in and I'm going to, I'm going to wash you daily with my word. <laughs> yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to get you, keep planting these seeds until I get a harvest. Yeah. And uh, that's why it's so important. It, if you want a harvest of something in your life, plant that seed. And that's what the word of God is called is a seed. Yeah. So in Mark chapter four and Matthew, whatever it is, anyway, you know, you plant this seed and you, it says, be not deceived. God's not mocked. Whatever you sow, you are going to reap. So if you're going to continue what to you plant, sow to the flesh, you're of the flesh reap. Right. What you right. sow to the spirit, you're of the spirit reap. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Because I'm going to have, I'm going to have a crop of some kind. Some kind. It's just, and be not deceived. He's not mocked. I mean, yeah. this is his law. He put in the universe, whatever yeah. a man sows, he's going to reap. Yeah. So if you want to get a certain type of crop, you plant that seed. I mean, you don't exactly. go planting apple seeds and hopefully you get beans. I mean, it yeah. just doesn't work that way. Doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you know that just doing the type of stuff that you're doing with the, you know, you're not planting carrots and hopefully get a crop of broccoli. You know, uh, I, I plant a whole lot of stuff and I'm forget what I planted. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth right there. Now That's how it works. I got all these egg boxes. I got all these egg boxes and I plant. And then I, what did I, cause I now got about five, six egg boxes there. Which one did I plant where? I don't know. I can't remember. I know what I planted, but I don't know which ones are which anymore. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. But yeah, you know, that, that's the thing, Steve, is that I think what we don't realize is it's not just hearing a Sunday message. Correct. You know, or, Correct. or a Zoom church meeting. It's like Correct. it's a continual process. Being renewed in the spirit of your mind is a process of continuous continuality. And the thing right. about it is, is that we bombarded so much today with so much information that is uh, demonic or satanic propaganda. Right. There, there is so much stuff to get us focused on sickness and disease and evil and bad and, right. and weakness and failure and sin and you know and it just goes on and on and on and on that we just everybody's walking around depressed you know and it's just right. like what you know it's, yeah. this, if i this preach to you sin all the time what are you mostly conscious of you conscious of sin your weakness right but if i if i give you the good news <laughs> yeah. the gospel the good right. news that Jesus Christ already took that. He already bore that. He already, he all, that's the nice thing about the new covenant. It's all about what he's already done. It's somebody else already did it. It's not, it's not something you have to try to attain. 
Yeah. It's, it's a past tense thing. It's something already done. And so we just, that's why I like that, um, uh, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And I know we've talked about this before, but to work out, um, your own salvation with fear and trembling, I always thought that was something that I had to try to perform. And mm -hmm. I, and I know we've said this before, but to work out literally means with, to engage with in order yeah. to do, that means there's something already in motion over here. And what I do is I link with it or engage with it so that I'm able to work alongside right. it. Right. And that's basically what happens in the renewing of our mind. It's more of a cooperation, um, but it also begins to change us into his likeness and image because we begin to see, as it says in 1 Corinthians 3 or 2 Corinthians 3, we begin to see who we really are in the right. light of that. Yeah, we begin trans, to see glory. Being transformed into his likeness. Right, right, yeah. right. So, so that's, now we come to another point that we just touched on earlier before the, we started the video, which is the, the, the simple fact of the matter is, is that if our minds are not renewed, if we are conformed, and you see, listen, we need to understand is that culture is not just how we dress. Right. Culture is not just our national, you know, okay, Americans, Americans, Texans are Texans, you know, kind of thing. And English are English. It's like there's values, there's thinking, there's, there's right. uh, uh, behavior, there's decisions, there's um, ethical, moral considerations. There's, there's a social pressure to it that... that uh, a way of life. It's a way of life that tries to conform you. In, in, I mean, if, if you're living in a place, you know, if I come to America, I've got to quickly learn how the Americans think and right. how they make decisions. Their humor is different. Our South African humor is, is a, a little... I tell jokes and people look at me like I'm... I was, <laughs> I was telling you this. I was speaking um, in Jacksonville. Uh, this is like 11 years ago. I was speaking at a breakfast and... Uh, at a campus crusade, those days it was still campus crusade for Christ, a campus crusade breakfast, um, Friday morning breakfast, there were a lot of people there, there was like 50 odd, 60 people there, and included there was the ex-manager of the Jacksonville Jaguars and, um, and some, some ex-players, there's magistrates, there was doctors, there was a whole business guys, a whole bunch of ministers. So I'm speaking on mentoring. So I'm cracking a joke, you know, so I go, um, especially because the football guys are there. And I said, you know, I'm a rugby guy. I said, because footballers, they stop, start, stop, start all the time, you know, but rugby, we just go for it. And man, like everybody just looked at me like I had. <laughs> and I, my son Jonathan was sitting on the other side of the table and he's going, <laughs> now in South Africa, that would be deemed like a funny joke, you know, it's just like that sarcastic kind of humor, you know, and it's just like, it didn't go down well there, you know. So right. I, had to, I had to recover myself very quickly. But anyway, my point is, is that you come into a culture, you've got to learn how that culture operates. Right. So now we become so oriented to the culture of the day that our perception of how we interpret stuff right. is all filtered with a message that we want to hear. It's right. not reality, but it's our reality. Like you said, it's, it was a lens. It's almost Sorry, like it's a, a lens. lens. It's like yeah. it's like putting on these rose-tinted glasses, and we see everything. Or 
purple or red. I mean, right. we see everything tinted with red, purple, blue, whatever, you know. Some people, of course, have got black on. They can't see nothing. But, um, <laughs> but most of the time, we filter everything. So what happens is we're so oriented to think in a certain way. That's why Jesus right. challenges Peter and he says, Peter, you're not of the mindset of God. Right. The word there is a deep-seated opinion that affects everything that you think about. That's what Jesus was saying. You see, we just read, you know, you're not, you're not of the, mindful of the things of God. We go, oh, you know, he, he wasn't God. I don't know what churchy right. thinking is. But we don't look at the Greek word. We don't go into a deeper study right. of these things. And when you look at the, the depth of the word, you begin to understand that's why Paul says, you've got to put off the old, put on the new, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And right. it's a, uh, the spirit Paul of your goes, mind, yeah. Paul, Paul says, he says, this is the apostolic war, is to overthrow thinking. Right, that's true. Is to overthrow thinking. Is He says, the strategia mahi um, of, uh, of, of, uh, of the apostolic, which is the military campaign, the career, the hardship. And that's why he goes the hardship, because it's harder to overthrow somebody's mindset than it is to cast out a devil. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm telling you. Now you're dealing with you're dealing with layers and layers and years and years. Because if I tell you something that overthrows your thinking, I've thought that way for like 30, 40 years. Exactly. And it's I been like you say, layered and layered and layered and reinforced yeah. and reinforced, you know? And that's why uh, it's funny because you, you say that uh, as far as the way he said that to Peter, you know, why are you so mindful of, you know, but it's not really just mindful. Um, he said the same thing to Peter pretty much when he said uh, Peter was out walking on the water with Jesus. All of a sudden he looks around, he goes, <laughs> and he starts sinking. Mm. And he reaches out or cries out. Well, immediately the Lord took him by the hand and it says immediately they were back in the boat. And then Jesus turns to Peter and he says, Peter, wherefore didst thou doubt? That word doubt, we think about it as just, uh, you know, question what was going on. But it literally means to halt between two opinions. Yeah. Why do you? Two mindsets. Yeah, two mindsets. Why do you continue to halt? between these two mindsets that you've got, you were already walking on the water for crying out loud. Right. But why would you go back and halt again into these, the mindset that, Oh, I'm with Christ or, Oh, I'm, I've been a fisherman or, Oh, I'm now with Christ again, or, Oh, I'm a fisherman. I know that out in a storm, you're going to sink if you step out of the boat. I mean, that halting between the two mindsets or two opinions. That's why it says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. That's right. So to find that we have now been given the mind of Christ. Now, what are we going to do with it? (laughs) How does he think? How does he believe? What does he, what does he really truly believe about this situation? That's the mindset I want. The scary thing, the scary thing is, is that we see, Peter is prepared to reveal his mindset. But the peop- the others sitting in the boat that never revealed their mindset. That's true. You know? Yes. So it gets to the point is we find Thomas in a situation when Jesus is resurrected. Unless I, yeah. I won't believe. Yeah. So suddenly his mindset is revealed. It's it. It's quiet all along and suddenly pop up it comes, you know? Right. We see, we see Philip's mindset when Jesus said, um, you know, I'm the only way, 
truth, and the life to the Father, to the place with the Father is through me. And he's right. going, well, how are we going to know the place if we, you know, how do we know the Father? And so his mindset is revealed. It's like, um, is there a Father, you know, kind right, of thing. Right. So, right. so we've got to consider that many times, I mean, you and I, we put our mindsets out here every week. Um, basically, we're going, all right, hey, um, you know, and, and we, we bounce things off each other. We prepare to challenge each other's mindset in that sense without, without feeling threatened by it. But we, right. we, we, put our, we prepare to put our mindset, mindset out there and say, this is our thinking. I'm not saying we, we're perfect, we got it all right. But this is where we are. We're putting it out there. But it's the religious that sit and keep it and, and will criticize it. You know, this week, I, this week I put out a, a, a live broadcast and I said, you know, it's amazing that in a crisis, leaders arise. Exceptional people arise. They right. step up in a crisis. But so do critics. And critics don't, are not prepared to reveal themselves. They're just prepared to criticize those who do. Right. And isn't that interesting? You know, it's just like, we've got to be careful that we don't, um, uh, you know, bef before the Lord, every servant you know, rises and falls, Paul says, you know? Yeah. And, and so we've got to be careful just to criticize everything that's going on um, with every leader everywhere all the time. You know, it's just like, where, work on your mindset. Where's your mindset? You right. Know? What right. are you living? What, what, where are you changing? And that, that's, it's easy to criticize everybody else and criticize the, the, the president and criticize this one and that one. But, you know, what are we doing? Are we right. being exceptional to step up and have our minds renewed to the truth, the reality? Right. The, word, the, the word truth, interestingly, is the word reality. Hmm. And Jesus said, I am the reality, the way right. and the life. Right. You know, so... So, um, and the spirit of truth comes and it right. shows you, leads you into all truth. That truth. word is reality. And I'm not talking about physical reality. I'm talking about the spiritual uh, culture of the kingdom of God. He right. leads us into the reality of kingdom thinking. Right. And it says, you shall know the truth. And we've always quoted that the truth shall set you free, but it does not say that. Yeah, it says you shall know the truth. The truth shall make you free. Now I know that might be just semantics for some people, but to make somebody something is a total creational process. Right, you've been created free. It's not. Yeah. It's not that you're captive and all of a sudden you're set free and you have the propensity to go back and be captive again. I mean that's not even who you are. Right. You are not captive. Yes. You have been made a free person, and that's. That's another one of those mindsets that we sing songs about it, you know, yeah. when yeah. the sun sets free is free indeed. And we keep driving that into the minds of people. No, you're created free. This is who you are in right. Christ. It's not that you've been set free. It's not that you uh, have the ability to go back and do that even again. That's not who you are. Exactly. And exactly. so to keep, to keep driving that uh, once again, you know, renewing your mind to that type of thing yes. is we got a technical thing going on here. I don't know. I'm just actually looking up a scripture because I just thought of something when you said that. Oh, um, that uh, from, sorry, I, <laughs> uh, just in Galatians chapter five, uh, verse one, he says, um, it was for this freedom that Christ set us free, completely liberating us. Therefore keep 
standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery, which you once removed. Once yeah. Once removed. Yeah. And, and so, you know, but he, he, he says to, he says that to them. And then verse seven, he says, you were running the race. Well, who has interfered and prevented you from obeying the truth? Right. This deceptive persuasion is not from him who called you to freedom in Christ. A little leaven, a slight inclination to error or a few false teachers leavens the whole batch. It perverts the concept of faith and misleads the church. Wow. And I thought, you know, I just, I just thought of that when you were, when you were talking now, I thought, man. That's not, that's not King James, right? That's King Jimmy or something. No, that's <laughs> amplified version. So it's made it very oh, okay, loud. Okay. Okay. All right. Loud, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meant to be read loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting concept, Steve, that we, we, we have to, especially in this time, because there's so much narrative, so much narrative being thrown at us on television. Right. Um, you know, I, I would just like to encourage people listening to us to say, you know, be careful what you listen to. Um, right. you, you have to be, I, I I'm, I'm a, a promoter of an, an instigator, an inspira, inspirer of, of being exceptional people who actually are ahead of the curve. Right. Know what's going on in the world. Be aware, but be careful who you listen to. Uh, right. Don't just listen to every con conspiracy theorist. Don't listen to every critic. Don't listen to every news channel because there's so much opinion going on. It's just absolutely right. You know what the first thing, every time God called uh, Israel to rebuild, do you know what the very first thing, very first position he set was? Do you remember that? Yeah, the porter or a watchman, the one yeah. who, the one who's the gatekeeper, the one who stands at the gate. They didn't even have the gates built yet and they yeah. would set a porter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I see what you, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, in, and in John, it talks about... Um, uh, Jesus Christ is the uh, shepherd, but he's also the door of the of the sheepfold. Right. And it says to him, to Christ or the chief shepherd, the porter openeth. Right. We have as as ones who are porters, even in our let's say just start right here. I'm a porter in this temple. Right. I allow or disallow Jesus Christ, the chief shepherd, in, and of right. course he's the door as well. So I open him to this temple. Right. I'm that to my house as well. Right. And then next to my little community and then next to the city and then next to the whatever. But yeah. if I don't do it here first, and that's, that's something to even recognize the voice of Christ, to recognize the voice of the shepherd, yeah. to recognize who's coming in and what is an enemy and say, halt who goes there and to stop that thing in its tracks uh, Habakkuk 2 said, I will set myself upon my watch and I will watch to see what he will say to me. And then I will write it down uh, that he may run that reads it. The, the problem is, is that we've heard, like you said, so many other things going on. We just take what's already been written or what somebody else is saying. And we take that for our watch post and we begin to use that in our little framework to allow or disallow as right. opposed to sit myself up on my watch to yeah. sit myself where I and hear from him and then write it down 
and then go ahead and and say no you can't come in yes this can come in and begin to do my job as a watchman and a porter a gatekeeper uh, it's interesting because in um, in um, New Testament, it, it in the Greek, it calls the porter. It says a janitor, a custodian. He's the one with the keys. Right. So you think about this custodian, this guy mm-hmm. who's a keeper of the building. He's a keeper of the house. He's a he allows or disallows, and whatever you allow on earth shall be allowed in heaven. Whatever you disallow on earth shall be disallowed. I mean. Whatever you do right now is allowing or disallowing. You are the porter, whether you know it or not. You are that person in that place. And so to allow or disallow into this temple, then into my home, and then to whatever. If I allow in certain things like fear or intimidation or whatever, that's going to be in my house. So I need, at this point, I, I'm not talking about anybody else, I need to set myself upon my watch. And watch to see what he will say to me. Yes. And then write it down so that anybody around me can run that reads it. Exactly. Um, because it says the vision is not for something far off. It's for right now. So so sit there. I mean, not just sit there passively, but to really see what's going on outside the wall to see what's going on inside the wall. That's what a watchman does in that position or that place. He can see not only what's coming from afar, but he can see what's right beside him. He can see what's going on inside the gates and inside the city, inside the whatever. I mean, he can see not because he's more spiritually apt or apt. He just has that place. Yeah. He's decided to take a, a, a stand right position himself to see right right and it's not that you have more spiritual insight it's just a place that you've been placed so you can see and um uh i've i used to kind of get down on myself thinking well uh, well the enemy was doing that basically well who do you think you are you know taking this place of of seeing and everything else you know can't everybody else see Uh, i don't i don't know and frankly at this point don't care my job is to see my job because if the eye be not whole the whole body the whole city the whole of my house is in darkness yeah Yeah, exactly the whole thing's in darkness so i better i better open my eyes right now and begin to see what he will say to me not what else like you said earlier you know the narrative you know I, i can go along just like it bothers me so much that we take so much of what everybody else has said, even in speaking to other people, we'll take what somebody else believes about the word of God. It's not really what's in our heart that comes out. It's what we've compiled from a bunch of different sources. And now I speak to you, but if I can come to the place where I'm actually speaking for him, it does something in the hearer. It changes uh, it, well, because it's a seed of God, it produces in you the crop. Right. Because it's a different seed. It's not exactly. just something from here. It yeah. comes from the Spirit of God, which is able to reproduce after His likeness and image in you. So. You see, that's it. Everybody has an opinion. Right. But what like is the opinion grounded in? We, we right. you know, so so when when the Bible talks about nuos, be renewed in the in the spirit of your mind, in the nuos of your mind. Nuance is the very inception of your thinking. 
the very seed of where your thoughts begin. And your, those thoughts feed into then a, per, a perception, a, a perspective. That perspective right, right. forms your opinion. Right. And now you interpret things in and out of that opinion. And so that's why Jesus starts his whole ministry with a word that John the Baptist did, which is repent, change your opinion or your right. mindset because uh, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In other words, if you don't change, you're not going to perceive it. If you don't perceive it, you're not going to be able to receive it. And if you don't receive it, you're not going to be able to live through that uh, new mindset. And right. so that's why he challenged Peter. And Peter just kept putting himself out there. But, you know, he, <laughs> he challenged Peter's mindset all the time. Paul right. goes, he says, this, this is our warfare. To um, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are um, opinions and mindsets set up against, exalts itself against the truth and the knowledge yeah. of God. Right. And so the mindset, it's an overthrow. The true apostolic work is not guys who run around with a title, a back to front collar, gold chains, <laughs> um, you know, uh, sp spray Windswept hair. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not about titles and positions. True apostolic work is actually an arduous career, an arduous journey, an odd, a military campaign, not physical, right. but to overthrow mindsets. Yeah. And that's There's why. Even imaginations. Well, that's what it all includes is yeah. that. Because because the image station, imagination is an image station. It's a station that you camp at or park at that gives you, creates the images for yourself. That's true, yeah. And so, you know, a limited imagination is, uh, I think about um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, for God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to his power that works in you. And now, but if you've got a limited imagine station, image station, you can't imagine that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can image. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're limited to, to sickness. You're limited to this virus is going to kill everybody. You know, you're limited to, um, you know, who's bad, who's not bad, who, what's going on. You're limited to the narrative coming at right. you. You're not able to make a stand. And, and accept, you know, the right material coming through. Yeah, and, and like we've talked about before, belief, to believe something is a verb. I mean, that's how you get to different places in your life. Right. But faith is, 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 that, is a noun. It's, it's always used as an, it's a person, place, or thing. It's a place from which you see life. It's a place, it's that place from which your decisions are made. Right. It's it's a positional. I hate to say position because that brings up a whole different mindset. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a place that you're in, um, from which you see everything, yes. and so now you begin to act accordingly. That's why in James it says, "I'm going to show you my faith because my works." I mean, you're going to see what I believe because of what I do. I mean, right. Plain exactly. and simple. Yeah. So 
what I say, what I do, everything's going to show me exactly where your faith is at, what your mindset is, where, where that generation of everything that you do comes from. It's almost like that inception point, that point of the spark of the creative spirit of God goes boom. And you can, you can see that inception. You can see that birth of whatever idea or whatever, um, speech or whatever thing is coming out of you, uh, action or whatever at that time, it's, it has a different life to it than just, than just a way of thinking by worldly processes. I mean, because there's a life to it. Uh, the spirit of life, which is in Christ Jesus, that's the law that we live by now. So, um, you know, that's, I guess that's what, because I see, I, I have so many people right now that I, I'm talking with that talk about, yes, I'm in faith. Yes, I believe this. Yes, I, yeah, but you keep saying that you can't do this because yeah. that's where your belief is. Uh, you see, now I'm just thinking of something else right now, something that I've, I've looked at um, is belief systems. Mm. Because what you believe is actually a result of your belief system. That's true. And your belief system has been fashioned right. by what you've allowed, you know, by right. what you've right. allowed, your experiences, your education, your influences, the kind of teaching you sit under, um, you know. Which changes your perspective or your filter. So the process goes on. And ultimately, right. it affects your attitude. It affects your decisions. It affects your choices. It affects your behavior. So, so it all starts in a process and and belief systems come from a mindset. Yeah. So if we don't challenge our mindsets, right. we need to, you know, how am I thinking about this? Am I th- and that's we I come to a word that is become a a big thing to me is alignment. Alignment. Mm. Am I aligned with his way of thinking? When I think about repent, I'm thinking alignment i'm not thinking emotional fall down at the altar roll around bore my eyes out needs snot and, and te- tears and and tissues and uh and people running over and rubbing my back and saying yeah. oh lord help him you know i just like yeah. this freaks me out you know just we indulge so much emotion it's just like really, emotion. I'm not saying emotion is wrong, but I'm saying we indulge yeah, in at that kind of place. Repent is finding an alignment right. with His Word, with His Spirit, and with His life. The truth, the way, the truth, and the life is: is am I aligning with that? That's right. what we need to do. So, am I? But and it's not just like. Uh, you know, I've got it. I've got the goosebumps. You know, I'm reading my four scriptures every day. I pray, Lord bless me, my wife has for no more. You know, uh, it's it's beyond that. It's like the alignment within my thinking processes. Right. Is am I aligning how I think with the way He thinks? Because if I don't, I'm going to interpret what you say through my lens of my belief system. That's true. So and you'll say why, something, you'll say something, and I'll go, um, well, they said this, and they go, you never said that. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, is I'll interpret everything you're saying in the spirit of how I want to hear it. 
Yeah, and that's what we were talking about even before we turned this on is the prince of the power of the air. Well, you know, I can say something even between here and this camera or here in the microphone, and all of a sudden it's 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 twisted because of a certain mindset or it's twisted because right. of this or that or the other thing or because how you perceive that I woke up this morning or yeah. you perceive my background to be or whatever it is, there's a prince of the power of the air that's still at work that does his thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like that constant, constantly pecking at it. So I guess that's why we we don't have to do anything, but it's very important that we take the time to really renew our minds with the washing of the water of the word. And you know, the beauty is, Steve, I'm just thinking of a scripture now. Let me find it quickly. Uh, let me go out of here. I just thought of something that is like, um, I think this this will sort of, uh, we can round it off on this one, but um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I think it is. Let me just go there quickly. Again, in the Amplified Version, but... One moment, please. One moment, please. <laughs> um, where is that? You know that scripture? Is it that one? Um where, where it says that we have the mind of Christ. We now have the mind of Christ. It says, but it is from him that, that you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God, revealing his plan of salvation, and righteousness, making us acceptable to God and sanctification and redemption. So then it is written, he who boasts uh, and glories, let him boast and glory in the Lord. But it says that, where is that now? Um, where it talks about that we have the mind of Christ. Well, First um, Corinthians two sixteen says, "For who hath known the mind of the Lord that we may instruct him?" But um, yeah. um, I know it says somewhere that we have now the mind of Christ. That's right. Um, mind. That's what I just looked up. Oh, here it is. First Corinthians two sixteen. Uh, two sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Up there quickly i think because that that we can that'll be a good end to the whole thing uh, to the discussion today um right. yes verse 16 so and, and this you know one corinthians chapter two and three i it just like oh man i just love one that just love those two chapters but verse 15 says but the spiritual man the spiritually mature christian judges all things questions examines and applies what the Holy Spirit reveals. That is where the whole belief system needs to be emanate from. Yet he is himself judged by no one. The unbeliever cannot judge and understand the believer's spiritual nature. Verse 16, for who has known the mind and the purposes of the Lord? So as to instruct him. And of course, that goes back to verse um, 9, where it says things which the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, and which right. has not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. They always quote that one saying, no, you know, you don't know what God is saying and what God is doing. Yeah. It yeah. says in verse 16, for who has known the mind and purposes of the Lord so as to instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ to be guided, to be guided, to be guided by his thoughts and purposes. We have the mind of Christ. So, right. you know, <laughs> What he's leaving us with, Steve, is that we're not left to try and battle this thing on our own. 
Right. The mind, the counsel, the mindset, the, the thinking way of God has been given to us in Christ. It is ours. So it's right. not something that we're trying to attain. It's right. like we have it. We've just got to renew our mind to Do align that. with it. Yeah. It, it's as simple as that. Go to his word and become spiritually minded. <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. That's it. So there, okay. that's it. <laughs> that, it's simple. <laughs> any last words there, Steve? <laughs> no, I don't have any. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Like we said, you know, that's it. That's it. What it's more awesome. can you add to that one? I, you know what? Now, now I've got revival. <laughs> yes, I feel a move of God. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yes, man. Uh, glory to God. Now I'm excited. That that's really been um, awesome stuff sharing this morning. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite topics in the world. I, you know, for me, it's like this is fun, fundamental to so much stuff. Anyway, well, it is. It's if you don't change your mind, if you can't, if you can't change your mindset about things, you you're never going to speak from the perspective of the King of Kings. As a son of God, you'll never represent your father. And that's, that's our, it's not our objective, but that's what he created us to be is, as a son of God to represent him here on this earth, to go to the farthest reaches of the kingdom, not only to establish that boundary and say, halt, who goes there, but to expand his kingdom into a world that needs it right now. I think next week we should pick up on moving from the physical to the spiritual kind of thing, you know? Okay. I hopefully you remember it by then, because I. I'm hoping you will. We'll have to listen to the the message again, you and I. Just what did we say we're gonna do? Yeah, yeah. What we're gonna do? We never we never go by what we were gonna do anyway. We don't. We kick off and we just go off on on whatever whatever goes. This morning we're already talking, and I, and I say, "Hey, wait, 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 wait! Uh, do you think we ought to? T we probably should turn it on for this, huh?" Yes, I think we should yeah. turn it on now. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Steve, appreciate you. Thanks for being with us again, and hey, everybody, thanks for hopping onto the video. Um, I pray that you've lasted right through till the end, and and uh, you got something out of it. Hey, let us know what your thinking is. Um, Pop in the comments below if you've got any comments, some insights. Uh, and, uh, you know, if there's something that you think Steve and I should uh, tackle in our conversations um, in these times together and that we can share with you as well. I really appreciate everybody hopping on. Appreciate you, Steve. And uh, be safe, be strong, be courageous, and be considerate. Amen. Love you lots. Me too. <laughs>